Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering, delivering made-from-scratch hot meals and individual boxed lunches for fast distribution to offices, warehouses, and factories, even on nights and weekends. Details are at grandmascatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. Today is Friday, December 8th. Coming up, the mayor of Wyandotte County claimed the county was going bankrupt. But is that actually true? We'll talk to a reporter who looked into that claim. But first, some headlines. Dr. Brian Albers, the Johnson County pediatric neurologist charged with sexually exploiting children, was arraigned in federal court yesterday. Beck Shackelford-Wanganga of the Kansas News Service has more. Albers appeared in person in U.S. District Court for the Western District of Missouri in downtown Kansas City, wearing shackles and a striped prison jumpsuit. He pleaded not guilty to charges of attempting to produce and possessing child sexual abuse material. Magistrate Judge Lawana Counts set a scheduling conference for 11 a.m. on January 16th. An accelerated jury trial is scheduled to begin on February 12th. Albers is a former employee of Overland Park Regional Medical Center and Children's Mercy. He is to remain in federal custody. Missouri Governor Mike Parson says he hasn't yet made a decision in the case of a white former Kansas City police detective convicted of killing a black man. Parson says he's considering all options in the case of Eric DeValconeer, including commuting his six-year sentence. It's not always about just getting a full pardon. Uh, There's lots of things you can do. Uh, for that, uh, other avenues I can take to be able to do all that sentencing part. So we're going to have everything on the table. The Valconeer started his prison term in October after the Missouri Court of Appeals upheld his conviction in the 2019 killing of Cameron Lamb. About 30 members of the progressive activist group Jewish Voice for Peace held a sit-in yesterday at the office of U.S. Representative Sharice Davids in Overland Park. The protesters demanded Davids join calls for a permanent ceasefire in Gaza. She was not in her office at the time. The sit-in coincided with the first night of Hanukkah. Elise Max says the timing was intentional. We want to carry the momentum of that miracle that happened because a miracle is exactly what we need to happen in Gaza. More than 60 members of Congress, including Missouri Democrats Emanuel Cleaver and Cori Bush, have made public statements advocating for a ceasefire. We'll be back after this. In October, Tyrone Garner, mayor of the unified government of Wyandotte County and Kansas City, Kansas, said the government was nearing bankruptcy. But it turns out that's not true. Reporter Josh Merchant of the Kansas City Beacon spoke to unified government officials and looked into the county debt. They told me what they found and what's actually going on with Wyandotte County's finances. So why did unified government mayor Tyrone Garner say that the county was at risk of going bankrupt? So the financial problems that he was alluding to, um, I spoke with uh, County Administrator David Johnston, who sort of walked me through what he was seeing in the budget. The financial forecast uh, was showing that the city's fund reserve, meaning the city's savings, would be completely depleted by 2026. And through the budget season, they did push that back until 2029 and 2030. So basically, that means that the city has spent all its money and it's dipping into the red. That was the concern that he was alluding to. Is that bankruptcy? No. <laughs> but but that problem exists. So you fact-checked this claim, and as you said, it turned out not to be true. So what did you find out? Yeah, so I, I took a look at, at kind of what the bond ratings have said about Wyandotte County in the past. So a bond rating is essentially um, 
a company, Moody's and SMP, are both responsible for basically evaluating whether the unified government is effective at paying back its debts. Is it? Can it be trusted in taking out a loan? That's really what they're trying to do. Um, and so when they gave it a, a decent bond rating, it was an A1 bond rating um, in February of this year, that shows that there may not be that significant of a financial crisis coming their way if Moody's still saying that they're trustworthy enough to, to be lending money to. In addition to that, um, there's this thing called the Municipal Securities Rulemaking Board. Um, sounds really long-winded, but essentially um, when the unified government issues bonds for, for projects or things like that, when it, when it borrows money from investors, um, there are official bond notes attached to the loans that involve Wyandotte County. And in those bond notes, they disclose things that would compromise their ability to pay it back. So for example, you know, if there's a big lawsuit facing the city, they would be disclosing that, you know, just FYI, we might have to pay a couple million dollars back to in a lawsuit settlement um, in the next couple of months, next couple of years. Just any big financial disclosure would show up in those bond notes. And so if Wyandotte County were to be going bankrupt, that would for sure be in the bond notes. Um, that would be something that Wyandotte County would be telling its investors, saying like, just a heads up, you know, if we're borrowing money from you, please know that that we might be going bankrupt in 10 years. The fact that they have not been disclosing that to investors means that there might be a little bit more of a complicated story going on there. Mm-hmm. So what is actually going on with debt in Wyandotte County? So they have a, a high debt load, which is what the, the bond rating said earlier this year. That's just, for starters, a problem. Um, what Mayor Garner and the county administrator, David Johnston, were pointing to is the fact that the fund reserve is depleting. So basically, the city's fund reserve, it's its going into the red, according to the financial forecast, meaning that they have no more money <laughs> by 2026. Um, what they did is they postponed that to 2029 and 2030. And frankly, that that's how it happens every single year. Um, I talked with Angela Markley. She represented the 6th District on the Unified Government Board of Commissioners up until like the beginning of December. Um, and she said that every year, the financial forecast is in the red. Every year they show that the fund is depleted. Um, And that is because the unified government does not have enough money to do everything that they would like to do. (laughs) And so when you look at those financial forecasts that say that they're going to lose all of their money, that's because that's the scenario where they are doing absolutely everything that they want to do and they're not addressing any of the problems. They fix the budget every single year. They balance the budget. And it keeps it from going into the red every single year. So in your story, you mentioned that residents pay a fairly high fee for utilities in the county, right? Yeah, it's, it's called the pilot fee. Um, so the pilot fee is essentially, it, it's about 11.9%, I think is what it is right now. Um, it's attached to BPU bills, Board of Public Utility bills, which is electric and water in Kansas City, Kansas. And there are some frustrations right now because it is a significant fee. Um, it, it makes water and electricity a, a whole lot more expensive for people who are living there. And if they can't afford that fee, then they find themselves often with their water and electricity turned off, which is frustrating for a lot of reasons. Um, now, the reason why that pilot fee is so high is because it was initially being used to supplement their revenue during the financial crisis in 2008-2009. Property tax revenue plummeted, <laughs> and they, as a temporary solution, bumped up the fee that they were attaching to their electricity bills. The problem is it never went back down after that. It, it has stayed much higher than it is for most other utility companies um, in the Kansas City area, at the very least. But the issue is, 
if they want to remove the, the pilot fee, they have to find another place to get that revenue, or they have to find a place to cut those expenses. And when you're dealing with a budget that's so down to the wire, um, where you're you're having to cut projects and fix it every single year, if you need to cut another $10 million from the budget, it, it makes the whole thing a lot more difficult. So is it even possible for a local government to declare bankruptcy in Kansas? I hear that no, it is not possible. Um, so I, I heard from uh, Kathleen Von Atkin. She's the former chief financial officer of the unified government. Um, and she said that municipal bankruptcy is called Chapter 9 bankruptcy under the federal government. Um, and the caveat to it is that it's only possible if your state has authorized it in its legislature. Kansas has not authorized municipal bankruptcy in the legislature. And therefore, she says at least that it's not possible for cities, tax entities is what she said. So that could include public school districts, that could include cities, counties. They cannot go bankrupt in the state of Kansas. So Garner and other mayors in the county have floated the idea of dissolving the unified government. Why are they suggesting this and how likely is it that it's going to happen? Yeah, the the crux of what... So this was at a press conference on, I think it was October 11th. Um, Mayor Garner said something along the lines of, you know, back in 1997, Wyandotte County voters were promised the idea of, you know, a, a clean, fresh start in their government. Mayor Garner, he has talked about the fact that there is what he says is this enormous financial crisis and bankruptcy combined with the high high taxes. And he he says that it's not the promise that was made to voters in 1997. And so um, you, he wants to question whether or not it's working the way that it was intended to work. That being said, <laughs> dissolving the unified government, from what I can tell and from what I can hear, wouldn't actually address a lot of the financial concerns that he's pointing to. So the county isn't going bankrupt, but as you said, they're still in financial trouble. So what does that mean for the county and any projects or services for the future? Angela Markley was describing it as a structural deficit. Um, basically, the, the government is spending more money than it's making. And um, in a lot of ways. And so what needs to happen, David Johnston was saying, is, you know, we've been living beyond our means and we need to start cutting down on things like street improvements and capital projects. Angela Markley was saying that, you know, if there is a big street renovation project trying to beautify this beautiful street, but it's costing several million dollars and you're trying to balance the budget, sometimes you got to cut the project, um, which is uncomfortable and it's painful. On top of that, David Johnston said that there might be some Internal belt tightening as well was the phrasing that he used within the unified government. So looking at efficiencies and redundancies, you can connect the dots there. In addition, um, residents of Wyandotte County and Kansas City, Kansas, have been offered the ability to give their input on the direction of the unified government. There is a Facebook page called Unified Residents of Wyandotte County that's advertising some listening sessions, um, and they want to hear about how the unified government has been successful and maybe less successful since consolidation in 1997. That was reporter Josh Merchant of the Kansas City Beacon. You can read their story at kcur.org or at kcbeacon.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin and KCUR Studios and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you tomorrow.